do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, so that you may be able to prove what the will of God is, that which is good and acceptable and perfect. Romans 12:2. This is Resistance and Reformation on the Fight, Laugh, Feast Network. In 1551, Tsar Ivan IV called for a Russian church council to address the flaws in the Russian translations of the Greek liturgical literature of the church, now irrevocably cut off from the patriarch of fallen Constantinople. His purpose was to establish once and for all the ascendancy of Moscow's status as the Third Rome. The Moscow Council was able to set the parameters of the massive undertaking, but the work proceeded only haltingly until the accession of Patriarch Philoreate. Patriarch Philoreate was born into one of the elite ruling Norse clans in the Muscovite duchy. His given name was Fyodor Nikitivich Romanov. As a young man, he lived the life of a soldier and then as a diplomat, but in 1609, he was tapped by his cousin, Tsar Dmitri II, to be the patriarch of all Russia. Shortly afterward, the land was gripped by the chaos of war. The Polish king and conqueror Sigismund Vasa III invaded Russia and captured Moscow. Filariet was imprisoned for nine years, having refused to acknowledge the Pole as the Tsar of Muscovy. Finally, on the conclusion of the Truce of Delino in 1619, he was released and canonically enthroned Patriarch of Moscow. Thereafter, he established himself and then his son, Michael, as the Royal Russian Diarchs, the Third Rome, would have two actual sovereigns, Tsar Michael and his father, the Most Holy Patriarch Philariet. Theoretically, they would be co-regents, but in practice, Philariet administered the affairs of both church and state without consulting his son, Tsar Michael. It was Philariet who permanently stratified Russian populace, binding the peasantry to the soil in perpetual serfdom. This was aimed at staunching the ever-increasing migration of the impoverished serfs to the Caspian steppes, where they could escape the autocratic rule of the Tsar, as well as escaping the chafing yoke of the Tsar's taxation. Philariette was zealous to complete the work undertaken by uh, the earlier Moscow Council. He set up a printing press which produced a host of essential liturgical and theological works. These works eventually formed the nucleus of Moscow's famous patriarchal library. Under Philariette, the Moscow Patriarchate developed into a state within a state, 
inextricably connected to the ruling Romanov family. For the next three centuries, the Romanovs would rule the nation through both Tsardom and Patriarchate. The peculiarities of Russian history, its seemingly mystical detachment and monomaniacal imperial ambitions, can only be understood through the lens of this peculiar theocratic Third Rome ideology and its peculiar autocratic Romanov genealogy. During their long reign, the Romanovs produced a host of autocratic rulers. Filariet's great-grandson, Peter I, known as Peter the Great, helped to transform the isolated kingdom into a legitimate continental empire. He established a new imperial capital at St. Petersburg and launched a cultural revolution based on the European Enlightenment. Catherine II, known as Catherine the Great, was Empress of Russia from 1762 to 1796. She continued Peter's modernization reforms and expanded its cultural and commercial influence and its political and military incursions into Eastern Europe. And then, of course, Nicholas II. He was the last emperor of Russia. He ruled from 1894 until his forced abdication in 1917. He was able to survive the first bloody Russian Revolution in 1905, following the imperial defeat in the Russo-Japanese War. He also survived the Second Russian Revolution during World War I and the desperate winter of 1916 and 17. But he could not withstand the convulsive Bolshevik civil war that erupted the next autumn. In some ways, the fall of Tsar Nicholas and the tragic assassination of the entire family represented not just the end of royal lines in Russia, but the end of the era of royalty. His mother's siblings included uh, Kings Frederick VIII of Denmark, George I of Greece, and Queen Alexandra of England. He was the first cousin of the German Emperor Wilhelm II, King George V of the United Kingdom, King Hakon VII, Queen Maud of Norway, King Constantine X of Denmark, and King Constantine I of Greece. For good or for ill, the West would never look the same again. Indeed, the West would never be the same again. Karl Marx's nightmarish communist ambitions were foiled again and again and again in the European revolutions of 1848, in the Italian Reorgamento of 1861 and 1870, in the Paris Commune of 1871, and in the Lombard insurgencies of 1915 and 1917. But... The fall of the Romanovs in 1917 triggered a dramatic cultural earthquake 
that has, over the course of the last century, altered the whole of the Christian West. And the dark specter of radical progressivism, of revolutionary socialism, of an anti-Christian, anti-traditional, anti-historical, anti-rational, ideological fundamentalism reminds us of the vital necessity of both resistance and reformation. I'm George Grant on the Fight, Laugh, Feast Network. For more information and for resources, go to georgegrant.com.